Hello, and welcome once again to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. All right, so the French poet and politician Alphonse Marie Louis de Prat de Lamartine wrote this in 1848. The master himself did not gain less in every point of view, for absolute power corrupts the best natures. This thought was continued more popularly by Lord Acton, who expressed this opinion in 1887, power tends to corrupt and absolute power corrupts absolutely. We've talked about this before. I believe there are reasons for this. Uh, one, I'm a firm believer that man was never supposed to rule over man, and that's why it never, ever, ever works to any real degree over any real amount of time. And number two, what we're going to be discussing today, the very smart idea known as the Peter Principle. What is that? Well, let's define it. The Peter Principle is a concept in management developed by Lawrence J. Peter, which observed that people in a hierarchy tend to rise to a level of respective incompetence. Why? Employees are promoted based on their success in previous jobs until they reach a level at which they're no longer competent, as skills in one job do not necessarily translate to another. Let, let's illustrate it like this. You have a car mechanic. He is a rock star car mechanic. This person can fix anything. He's thorough, can handle all kinds of vehicles, and is just an amazing, amazing mechanic. He works for a company that notices that he is awesome. So they reward him by taking him away from mechanical work and making him a branch manager. Now, this gentleman who was a mechanic has payroll, a staff, operations, staffing duties, benefits, scheduling, monthly monetary goals, customer service, management meetings, budgets, pie charts, and corporate all in his lap. How will he do? See, that's where it gets tricky. On one hand, you want to see a good worker rewarded. No question. They deserve it. But what if that same person doesn't naturally have the aptitude and the skill set or the ability to deal with the reward, even with training? So now they may become nervous at work, potentially insecure at work, maybe even unhappy at work. But that's because they were rewarded. That essentially is the Peter principle. Now, let's be fair. Some once promoted, completely excel in their new role. But the concept really is a heavy pressure situation. Put it like this. I feel like I'm a pretty good cook. The idea of having a restaurant has always sort of appealed to me. 
because I love to cook both for myself and especially for other people. It would be like someone trying my food, loving my food and saying, Chris, wow, you really outdid yourself. You're a great cook. In fact, you are such a good cook that I'm going to re recommend that you become a firefighter. It sounds far-fetched, but is it? See, in both examples, both are extremely different careers, extremely different career changes. Think of it this way, too. Smart people can't always teach. I was once told that teaching is about communicating, not calculating. And I think that's true. Also, factor this in. There's a loosely translated Swedish proverb that says that similar children play best together. That means the way people perceive things and how they view the world is going to change the understanding between two people. So let's say you have two people. One loves to make things look good in their home, just right. They love to decorate. So they go out and they buy a beautiful cookie jar for their kitchen. Another person might say, hey, this empty coffee can would make the perfect cookie jar, and it's free. I already have it. Both reasoned on their decisions, and they both make sense. But one person is thinking decoratively only, and the other is thinking practicality. And then there's a third kind of a person that might be a bit of a combination of both of those people. So now let's factor management and that role into this. Some very successful people may view logging trends from year to year to be a complete waste of time. They want to go in, they want to work hard, and they want to profit. Others may spend lots of time analyzing all the data down to the most minute to compare and refine their business practices, and they may also profit. Neither are wrong. But might a corporate office prefer guy number two to guy number one? See, that guy is more analytical. They provide the better and more data-based P&L spreadsheets. And they might even have a five-year plan. The other person who goes in, works hard, doesn't care at all about that stuff, but is still profiting the business, may be marginalized as less intelligent less business school and more old school. See, these are real stereotypes, but both are doing well and both are benefiting the business. And here's the thing. If they buy into those stereotypes, if they themselves are aware of that, how might that affect their psyche? Especially if they're that awesome mechanic who now has that management job. See, often then what happens, and I'm sure we've all been there, is a snowball effect may occur. You ever been in that position? No matter what it is, you make one mistake and that quickly leads to two. And that quickly leads to three. And you're like, wait, I got to get a grip on myself here. That happens. One bad call leads to another. And now a company is debating, hmm, I wonder whether or not this person is competent. When essentially it was the company that was incompetent for removing a rock star, superstar mechanic and completely working against his strengths. The last aspect that we're going to tackle is one that we've already talked about in another episode. What this may do to an ego. 
The APS website quotes a Canadian psychological study that shows that powerful feeling can actually impede the brain's empathetic functioning. So if you feel authoritative, if you feel powerful, you may be less prone to empathy. It mentions a research team that used technology called transcranial magnetic stimulation to measure a region of the brain associated with resonance and empathy. The researchers discovered that the brains of the people who had been primed through the activity to feel powerless showed more activity in that region than others. They were more empathetic. People who had been primed to feel better and more powerful, on the other hand, showed dampened activity. It then is easy for us, when we receive just a tiny bit of authority, to disassociate ourselves from the us who were in our former position. Personal story. I remember having a friend when I was growing up whose mother was addicted to all kinds of drugs and acted absolutely crazy in the 1960s. But when I had met her in the 1980s, she was very religious. Now, here's the thing. She denied ever being the way that she was in the 60s. Essentially, she lied about her past. Now, I fully, totally, and completely believe people can change. But this lady was in denial to such a huge extent that it was embarrassing. It's okay that there was a her back then as opposed to the her now. I totally respect that. Now, she might not like that part of her old self and may not want to think about it or talk about it. I respect that too. No problem. But to pretend it didn't happen, to deny it, that's insane. People similarly can conveniently forget their roots when they climb the supposed social or corporate ladders. And the Peter Principle contributes to this too. Let's conclude this way. Why not, instead of making the mechanic feel like his being a mechanic is not an important job, why instead shouldn't we just encourage him as being a masterful mechanic and reward him with a raise, better pay overall, or a bonus? See, this way everyone benefits. He enjoys his job. He knows he's a rock star at it. You have a rock star working for you, and he is properly compensated for being the rock star that he is. But here's the problem. This is it in a nutshell. In our society, a manager is viewed as being better than a mechanic. This is often reflected when comparing their paychecks. So, silly rabbit corporate minds feel that they're doing the mechanic a favor by throwing him in the deep end of the pool because it comes with a better dental plan. I suggest instead we dignify both roles. Good management is a skill just as being a good mechanic is a skill. If we stop putting caste systems on skills, then people might actually be happier doing what they actually like to do, are confident doing, 
or maybe even kind of secretly want to do. Because ultimately, being a bird in a golden cage <laughs> is less appealing to many people. They would rather be able to fly to the heights they themselves are comfortable with. And yes, we can encourage them to fly higher. But we don't have to tell them in the process, wow, you are such a great bird. You just soar. Let's make you a crocodile now. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist to shadow our overall theme. We have for you this time around a Refresher podcast, the Peter Principle playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher podcast dash the Peter Principle. Here's our 10 songs. Track number one is The Divine Comedy with Bad Ambassador. Number two. From their green record, we have R.E.M. with World Leader Pretend. Number three, some blues with Albert King. The song is Personal Manager. Number four, Yellow Man with some reggae. The song is Youth Man Promotion. Number five, the English beat from their I Just Can't Stop It record with Big Shot. Number six is Killing Joke with Follow the Leaders. Number seven, You Get What You Deserve by Big Star. Number eight, now I know the song was written by, or excuse me, was written about Owsley Stanley, but I think it applies here too. Uh, it's Kid Charlemagne by Steely Dan. Number nine is Talking Heads with Pulled Up. And number 10, Jimmy Hughes with the classic I'm Qualified. That is our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash The Peter Principle. We'd like to welcome some new listeners to our little show. Again, we're expanding and we appreciate you. Our demographics report shows that we now have new listeners in Centerport, New York, and in New Brunswick, Canada. Welcome to Refresher. Guys, this show simply would not exist without you. If you could all do me a favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. Also, if you'd like to keep this podcast stay up and running, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. If you'd also like to check out our website, we are at www.refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. That is refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. You can look at some of our gear there, some of our books, T-shirts, merchandise, all that good stuff. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late. And get this, it was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. But until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor. And remember, there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time.